Okay. Alright, ready? Welcome to the Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my shimmering light at the end of the tunnel, Mirage at the end of the desert friend, Liam McNeil. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Nagy. But yes, very sweaty, shimmering, shining like a beacon in the night. Yes, yeah. But can, in the day. I can see it, it just glistening off you. It's you- glistening everywhere. It's glistening <laughs> underneath me. <laughs> Oh, it's good to be back, isn't it, Liam? It's wonderful to be back. Absolutely wonderful. I've I've missed footy terribly. I've been counting down the seconds. I've been counting down the days, and it's almost here. We're almost back to footy. So much, so much has happened too. Especially everything mug wise as well. Mug wise, we are you know just in a world of mug. World of mug. It's It's wonderful. It's a good place to be. Mm. But obviously, since we spoke last, we have we had a good friend Kirky Lee on the show. Dear friend, it it was fantastic to to have. But um, so much has happened as far as looking forward to this season that that kicks off. In a matter of days now, we're talking days, mere days until season 2018 kicks off. Yeah, yeah, and so, but it's a completely different side, Liam, than what we had when we left in 2017. It, like, it, we've had uh, nine real notable signings, which has probably be, been the biggest, uh, you know, recruitment push since since the Tinkler era. Yeah, since ever, and I think it's really, you know, been prevalent across the whole NRL. I'm intrigued for this season because there's been so much change. Everything's changing. It's a whole new competition, Nagy. I think we should just jump in right now and just uh, give a little run through of uh, what we think of the players and where we think, you know, why do you think they'll be important to the side? And let's start at the top of the pile. We've got uh, Mitchell Pearce. Great start at the top of the pile. I think he's going to bring just a wealth of experience. He's going to lead the team around very well. He's going to really anchor the spine there because we needed experience in the spine. That's right. knows. Well, we had the when before we signed um, Pierce, we had you know it was looking like Lamb, Watson, uh, Levi, and the Pong. Uh, and uh, yeah, wait for it. We'll do it. <laughs> You'll find out what we mean by that. Uh, and uh, and the, that as much talent as there is there, they're just babies. They're just childs that aren't fully developed. Their their minds are but not finished. <laughs> they're sponges, Nagy. Their minds sponges. are sponges. Young, exciting, yes. But they need that steady hand to guide them. And I think that's what Pierce is going to bring. And I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Very a lot, excited. A lot, of, a lot can be said about, like, you know, Pierce, um, you know, playing Origin and, and not cutting the mustard there. Even though I think he had a, a quite a good 2017. He just, did. Just quietly. Um, but I can say that as loud as I want. I have a podcast. You know, I could turn the volume up if I wanted to. Um, so that's what I'm going to stand by, my opinion. Um, <laughs> He has these now. It's bizarre. It's really oh, no. weird. It's, uh, but no, but like he's always been a performer at club level. Uh, I think uh, inarguably. Inarguably? Undoubtedly. I'm gonna Indubitably. Stick, I'm going to stick to words I know first. <laughs> and then I'll work from there. I'll work that cuts out. the vocabulary hugely. That's, uh... But I agree with you. Without, uh, without Pierce having the guiding hand, if you will, uh, at club level, we, we would have really lacked a bit of experience there. Um, so I think, yeah, much important signing. And the next one, which, you know, because we did a bit of a... I was going to say a bit of a, a coup. A coup? Coup a is of, correct, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, with a bit of a poach. We've, I was trying to do um, some sort of chicken. Um, you can poach a chicken, yeah. Poach, we can poach a chicken. Yeah, we've poached all these players from a particular club that uh, is very chicken-like. I said, uh, well, anything beyond noodles in the kitchen kind of is beyond Nagy's realms of uh, <laughs> realms of knowledge. So poaching chickens is new to him. Yes, but it does involve boiling in water, doesn't it? No? No. I think so, yes. That's boiled. Shit. All right, well, I think poaching and boiling are interchangeable. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Connor Watson, the second chook. The second poach, yes. Yeah. No, now, 
Watson comes in as, you know, he's been given the six. I think he's going to play a very much a running game outside of Pierce, leave a lot of the kicking to Pierce. Yeah. He'll provide a lot of spark in attack, I think. But then he also offers that great utility versatility that he'll have. You yeah. know, he can play fullback. He can play a bit of hooker slot in there, which is actually a role we've got very well covered now. Um, we've got great depth at fullback. So I don't think he'll be required to go there. So he can really focus on becoming a great running 5'8". He could be, you know, Fittler-esque. Almost, I think, a Fittler-esque running 5'8". It's a big call, big call, Liam. Um, mm. That's what we like here. We don't like smaller calls. Um, the, no, I do see him especially like on the game day replacement for if, say, Pong got injured. I would prefer, like you know, rather than moving your winger, like moving a Rossi in there and then moving a back row to centre and he centre to wing. I've never really liked that as a shift around. I always Especially think- with our centre depth at the moment. We're probably, that's one of the spots we're a bit weakened, weakened yeah. on. So I don't think we can afford to be moving around our centres and wingers yeah. just to keep our centres... Where they are, where keep, they need keep to them, be. Keep them right there, which is never really in the centre. It's on the fringe. I've never, the edge. I've never understood why we've called it that. Um, it should be like well, net- I can tell you why, actually. It should be like netball. In the centre remains in the centre. Well, no, I can tell you why. So with it. Yeah. you've got your half-back, then you've got your full-back. Yeah. In between your half-back, he's in the centre. That's why it's centre three-quarter. So you get your half, three-quarter, uh, full-back. That's why five-eighths is called five-eighths, because they're in between the half and three-quarters. So mm. half is four-eighths, three-quarters is six-eighths. You got five eights. You've just blown my mind, Liam. Thank you for that. Pleasure, Maggie. Thank you. Um, Liam will be discussing Pythagoras' theorem later in the show as well. Please make sure you're still you're still tuned in now. But you I, lived in a cave, Pythagoras. Yes, yeah. third third shook. Uh, the, the larger of the other of the three, even though there might be four, depending on if you talk about SKD. But Aiden Guerra. Oh, he's a good Italian boy. Talk, I think I it? think we're going to find him. You know, hanging out a lot on Beaumont Street there at Eurobar, sitting what? out on the. Sidewalk. I've seen him around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just talking to all his uh, uh, expatriates. His no, countrymen. Expa- yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's rather a tall guy for an Italian too. He see? is. I saw him around town the other day. He's quite tall, and he's God. He's in good shape. He's looking really, really good. I'm, I'm excited to have him here. And but, watching him in the trial, he was just, you know, he was busy. He was bustling runs. He, yeah. he was pushing up in support. I think he's going to be a great signing. Very, very good. I think the Roosters were using him two years ago around Origin time. Oh, was he? It was that a few when when Mitchell Pierce wasn't playing because of the suspension. Um, he, I think he might have been playing a bit of ball playing role. Didn't like him that at all. I thought he looked stiff and and bit rigid. Um, but I think his natural game is around that middle. Just you know, he's good around. Uh, I think inside the twenty, sniffing around the try line as well. Ken score yeah, tries. He runs very good lines, especially in the twenty. You're right, and has some good footwork too. So I think he's got some really good late footwork at the line, which. Oh. I think that leg speed and that good like footwork is is a common theme we'll see around um you know what what the the players that not only we've signed but the ones that we've sort of retained as well. I think that's definitely like a that faster uh you know more edgy game that you know rather than your your up and up and down like your Canberra you know straightforward with your junior polos and your and uh, your, Shannon your, Boyd's, Shannon Boyd's you know, the largeman. We want we want something a little bit more you know a bit more diverse. Which but, we saw a bit last year. You know, Brownie started with a very wide running game plan, playing two off the ruck, yeah. mobile forwards with good hands. I think Guerra will fit into that very well. He'll fit in very nicely. He might not bring the ball playing, but he will allow you know the second rails to run a bit wider, yeah. create that space, and then you can have your Barnetts with the ball playing, Bureaus playing off the back of it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think, and which which also brings us to our next uh, next signing, uh, Herman S.A.S.A. The man so nice that they then gave him two names. Two on names. The end. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, as the old saying, goes. as the as it just rolls off the tongue. But uh, I, I saw an interesting thing. I didn't realize because obviously he was playing mostly front row, uh, some starting, some off the bench for uh, Broncos. But, you know, only 107 kilos. 
which is which seems like it, you know, quite a that's a fair bit. 107. Yeah. Not in this, no, not in this day and age. No, no, no. You're he on, looks compact. He looks compact and very yeah. mobile. He's a dense, dense looking kind of a guy. But great footwork. I loved what he was doing in the uh, in the trial match. He was starting to make a few little half breaks, yeah. getting you know hands free for an offload. I think he could. Uh, I, I personally see him coming off the bench okay. as a bit of an impact prop after 20 minutes, but yep. on tiring defenders, he could start putting some real uh, real moves on and kind of really forcing the issue through some gaps. That's me as well. I think he's going to... Um, the way... I, like We've got so much in the back row. You could almost see him as a back row, but I'd, I'd just start him as a, as a prop replacement. Um, you know, just because he's, he's a line bender. He, he, run, he really puts some, some effort in. Um, but yeah, I see him off the bench as well. Now, also, Tao uh, Tao Mogo, also another one with the uh, the double name. We, we thought there could be a, a combination player of the Tao Tao SASA. Tao Tao SASA, yeah. yeah. And they could combine with uh, Faito Toa, Faito Toa, who yeah. I believe will be paying, playing reserve grade this year for the Knights. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. We, like, we like repeating names because it's less to remember. It's just easier as well. I mean, having to remember how to spell two names every day of the week, it's... <laughs> It's a nightmare. It's always the first question as well. Always. Na- name? Oh, Christ, again? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one do you want? Um, uh, so, yeah, but then... Oh, Tao Tao we, we almost skipped past him. Oh, we didn't his, cover Tao Tao. Because of his humorous name. No, but it's... Um, but no, but I, obviously, he's, uh, he's a powerhouse center. He's uh, enormous. He's very big. He, have you seen his thighs? I haven't, because I tried to look at them and I was blinded by the sun. <laughs> I saw a photo. There was a couple of stills of him at training, and it's just, just like, like, you know... We're all fans of the male form. Right? <laughs> Don't get Some me more wrong. than others. Some more than others. But these us more than most. His thighs are huge and scary. He looks like you know big scary man, and he's he's playing you know in, in the center position, a position where typically not too long ago was you have smaller players, you Michael Devere's or Devere, <laughs> small but tough, small but tough. But you know you were even like you you know you're more you're, you're tinier. But this guy's... The center position has changed. It's a, essentially a third and fourth second rower now. That's true. That's true. It's like and he's he looks big and aggressive and scary. And is... I think yeah, all you got to do is look back to uh, Newcastle's game against Brisbane last year, where he ran for something like 230 metres, scored a couple of tries, was breaking tackles at will. Yeah. Up against Gagai, who, you know, as we know, is no slouch. No. I think Moga's going to bring a real power game out in the centres there, which is great. And combined with Sione, I think we're going to have, you know, a very, very powerful and dynamic centre combination, and I love it. I think they yin and yang a bit of each other, but mm. they both are quite aggressive around those aggressive uh, sort of, uh, again, lines, you know, the inside ones. Um, but, you know, I think in defence as well, they both had a lot of starch. I'm a little bit worried about Sione at centre, just quietly, uh, but we can go over that in a little bit. Um, well, so. that's another thing Tauto has to work on as well, especially in having not played with Nathan Ross before. It was evident in the trial there was the communication out there needs a bit of work. Mm. They managed to score around Ross a few times. Um, Moga may or may not have made the right or wrong decision whether to come in. Yeah. I think his defensive reads need a bit of work, but... Yeah. Once that's worked on, it's gonna, it's he's, gonna take, he's got a combination with Ross after a few rounds. Yeah. I think he'll be he'll be beautiful. It's just going to take minutes on the field to really minutes build those. Minutes on the field and kilometres in the league. <laughs> uh, and we move on to the, the, the journeyman um, uh, of Jacob Lillyman. Now at his uh, third club, I believe, um, and reaching sort of the end of his career. Great uh, signing. One year signing as well, which is interesting because um, Brownie's also come out and said that we're still in the hunt from a prop. And if we weren't to find one this year, um, obviously his money is freed up next year to, to put. Uh, if we, you know, if a if a, a marquee prop was to come on the market, so it's very again great work from Moods and Brownie there as far as player management and not trying to lock in because it wasn't that long ago that we'd be like oh trying to get a Jacob Lilliman esque kind of player here 
at the end of his career, give him a three-year deal. You know what I mean? Like it just was a strange time. Yeah, well, we, just, we wanted to part with our money so badly, <laughs> and we didn't have any. That was the that was the sort of you know people rich people want to part with their money, but, but it's not often that you see the poor parting with their money so freely. But <laughs> which is why it's so amazing that Newcastle are now getting in trouble for not spending enough under the cap. No, we've passed that. We've, we've passed, passed that. We've passed. Piercy with Piercy's paycheck. Oh, good. good, we, good. We've managed to do that. Okay. But now uh, Jacob Lilliman, I, you know, obviously he's an older player, brings a lot of experience uh, to a y- much younger Ford pack as well but he's uh he's just a big unit and as i was saying to you earlier liam there's uh you reach a certain age when this you know he's played i think around 10 origin games for for queensland he's won series there it's not a matter it's just you'd start him you'd start him because once you've reached that other side of 30 he's not scared of anyone you know what i mean there's not gonna be intimidation there he's just gonna do the same game against like when you're running up against the giants of canberra or you know even like aggressive packs like your uh like brisbane or like a uh, or the monster pack that north queensland are gonna have yeah yeah like it's just you know it's just another body you're not you're not scared about you know being you don't have nothing to prove so you're just gonna go out there and just do your job you know and that's what i think we're gonna that's why you'd start him because you're just gonna roll through that that first 15 minutes of that punchy you know who's gonna get the upper hand in the fords battle uh and then you know you bring him off after 20 and you put some fresh legs like an SASA out there. That's it. He's just a great, great hard head to get the ball rolling, get momentum going for the team. I mean, you saw even at the Warriors, uh, the softest forward pack in the competition, he was still consistently putting up good figures, making good run meters, you know, making a lot of tackles. He was one of their only good consistent forwards along with Simon Mannering. Consistent as well. I remember seeing his stats that he was, um, I thought Daniel Safedi had a standout year last year and his stats were almost identical to Daniel Safedi's as far as game plays and minutes and minutes played uh, and, and meters run. Which, uh, that, that, what you've just mentioned there, that's one of the most exciting things for me is having your Safedi boys, your Josh Kings, hmm. learning from guys like him and our next uh, signing that we're about to cover as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Hines. Huntington, 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 Huntington. Um, the it's like he's trying to start a like a a, a lawnmower. No, yes, Huntington, Huntington, <laughs> The um, the uh, sorry, Chris, if you listen, that'll never catch on. The um, made that as he's like running on the field. <laughs> um, won't work. Post try celebration. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to score any tries. No. Um, but like I got another guy who's now thirty five, one of the oddest in the NRL, I believe. Isn't it amazing? And also has the shorter shorts in the NRL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might just wear them up quite high. He could do. Yeah. You remember those short people, like when you're playing like under twelves or something, and they were the, and the, their jersey would come down so they looked like they weren't wearing any pants at all. <laughs> oh, the embarrassment! That was terrible. <laughs> it was always the case. You think you yeah. just tuck it in? Just tuck it in. You might look. But a bit then if you tuck it in, it comes out the bottom of the shorts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At least that'll be the only thing coming out the bottom of the shorts, <laughs> right? You Stop talking about young boys' penises, Nagy. No, I was talking about poo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeez. Stop talking about young boys shitting themselves, Nagy. Thank you. Back uh, to Chris Hyington. Uh, Great signing. Again, I think he's going to offer a lot around the paddock to uh, really inspire the young blokes. You know, an experienced head. He's won two comps, ten, uh, 11 years apart, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, winning two NRL comps, 10, 11 years 11 apart. 11 years apart, yeah. He's... He definitely seems to be, uh, you know, obviously, especially coming off the Sharks, he's, you know, he's more in the culture of the game. And I think that's what they really wanted to bring him here to really, to, you know, we talk about that winning culture, which you can't really manufacture, but it can't, starts with, the sparks of it starts with enthusiasm from players like this. Because, you know, again, he's got nothing left to prove, but he's just going to be there and come with the same sort of winning formula as far as, you know, uh, motivation, keeping the team together and making them feel more like one team. Nine new players in one side, this is, you know, they're going to really have to, they're getting to know each other just as much as, you know, we're getting to know them playing in the Knights jersey. So I think he's going to be a big part of that as well. So, you know, I, I, I don't always see him in the um, necessarily in the... In the starting lineup, you know, I, I, I see him floating around back to um, 
back to reserve grade as well because I just think our back row and our forwards, um, there's going to be too much punch going forward. Well, that's it. I think Lilliman and Hyington, you'll see, have been brought in as part of a kind of almost establishment plan to get the younger blokes a bit less time while yeah. they develop, which in the past they couldn't have. It was the young blokes, they were straight in, they were in the starting lineup, they were there for good. It was, yeah, uh, we move on to the, the, the player with the best name in the NRL, Slade Griffin. Slade Griffin. Mm-mm. Remember uh, when we beat the Dragons and we slayed them, Nagy. We slay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> the, it was the, really hard to get Nagy back after oh. that. <laughs> um, it was uh, yeah, obviously interesting signing. I never knew much of Slade Griffin until we, we was talked about that we might sign him. Um, he's got, you know, he's been playing with them in that Melbourne Storm outfit for quite some time, but uh, one of those floating players that, you know, would come in and out often when Cameron Smith was playing Origin. But I've liked what I've seen him so far. Um, well, yeah. I mean, he spent years at the Melbourne Storm learning how to play hooker from Cameron Smith. Yeah. <laughs> what more can you say? That's a great signing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's one of these players, like, he's not a young guy. He's been around um, the, the Melbourne Storm outfit for, I think, oh, more than five years now. Quite so, a time. Yeah, yeah. If, if Cameron Smith retired, like, mid-season or something, he'd be like, son of a he's gun. Spewing. Yeah, he <laughs> Be pleased, but he's been starting the trials. He started against Melbourne, uh, which obviously was big because it was a side that he just came from, and then he started in the Parramatta trial as well. And started well, he looked good out of hooker. I think it'll be good as well to allow Bura um, to focus on playing in the second row so yeah. it, we can have a Griffin Levi hooker rotation, which is what, what I'm seeing personally. I think Griffin to start, Levi to come on after 2025, again, run around some tied, ragged forwards. But he just gets a good platform going, good quick service. His service could be a bit quicker. Out of the ruck, I think, but yeah. he knows when to have a run. It'll come in time. That'll come with relationships with the forwards. You know what I mean? Like in a hooker is such an interesting position as far as getting those players moving forward. Because um, half a second, if you can take off uh, from the defence coming up, you know, just just you know, alerting that you know the markers bring them in, just half a foot, and then just giving them off, and you can just see it. Cameron Smith does it the best in the game. Michael Ennis used to do it very well as well. Um, but Brownie used to do this rotation that I think we we're going to see with um, at the Dragons with Michael Ennis and Dean Young. Uh, but you, they'd spoken about that it revolutionised the the interchange system because you'd have um, he had he started Dean Young. Do you remember this? Oh, was ref- it Michael Ennis? Was it? It was Michael Ennis. Did he play at the Dragons? Ah, uh, yeah. He huh. played. He played at every club. Michael Ennis. Well, that's. I thought it was every club barring the Dragons. No, he played at the Dragons. Huh. He played there with Dean Young, right? And yeah. Dean Young would start a start at hooker, Ooh. and then Ennis would come off the bench. What? And then wouldn't Young go to <laughs> lock? Yeah, Young would go yeah. to the forwards and be a running forward because he could play 80. And then Ennis would come on fresh after about 15. And you bring a prop off Ennis on him moving the forwards. Mind See, blown. I've been trying to work out a similar <laughs> system for Connor Watson where he can play 80 minutes in four different positions. <laughs> but uh, I haven't got it quite yet. He could run up to the coach's box as well and also be like, <laughs> and then put himself back on. <laughs> Get Watson back out there. Then he runs back down. Um, but yeah, no, that's why I see Slade coming in is that he'd move to the back row and, you know, you bring the prop off and you'd, you'd put uh, Levi on. That's how I see it. He might not do it. He might, he might have said, that just doesn't work. Now, the... Uh, <laughs> the we move back to the bottom of the pile, which is only the bottom because he's the youngest and he's the first to jump on. Uh, not that we've done this in any other order besides that. <laughs> it's, it's all been kind of a mishmash. But we got the Pong. <laughs> the Pong. The, the most exciting signing in the history of Newcastle. Yeah, well, he was the first. and it was He was re- the first. And um, obviously last season didn't get... I, th- I think the Cowboys just naturally just turned their back on him a bit. And they said, like, you know, you're not part of future plans. You're, you're just a kid. But you know, like everyone, every time that he played the game, he had, he's always had these moments of you're just like, oh, he's a... He's a you know, he's, I was about to say he's an electrolyte. But he's definitely not. <laughs> Put him in some uh, water and shake him around. Up. Yeah. But no, he's, um, he, he's just an electrifying player. 
That's the word yeah. you're looking for. Yes. He's just, it looks exciting. It looks like a, like uh, his running game, like when he's in a bit of open space, is uh, a little bit like what I saw like Sean Johnson. This is impossible. Like awkwardly long and they can get these hard angles. And But what I'm a little bit worried about is seeing him um, running the ball back. I think he's only, he's not much to him and I'm a little bit worried about, you know, putting a couple of heavy forwards on him and, you know, just taking that edge out of his game. Yeah, no, I agree. But he, we started to show in the trial again, it was uh, Nathan Ross and SKD will be taking a lot of the kick returns for him, similar to Darius Boyd up at uh, Brisbane there. He'll, t- he'll field the kick. Yeah. He'll find one of his wingers. But then also I've noticed they start to wrap around, throw a few interesting plays in there at the back. So it's going to become a bit of a shoveling off to the winger for the hit up, but also getting a bit creative, having a bit of fun at the back there, which I think he has the talent to do. And he also has started playing a bit of a second 5-8th role. He's got a nice little kick on him out on the edges there. Um, I think he's a phenomenal signing. He's going to be amazing. I do too. And he's also taking the kickoffs uh, from the, which is not, was something we haven't seen since I think Robbie O used to do a couple of them. Mm, where he can just kicked, kick, kicked kick one from one on from the sideline too. Oh yeah, oh, of course he's doing conversions. I mean he's doing a kickoffs as well. So he's got a bit of a bit of a talent with the boot as well. Liam, we're just going to jump into our halftime break and we'll be right back to cover the trial and uh, everything. What's making news in the NRL? So we'll be right back. Halved. Good, good, good. Oh, shit, it's good to be. I could talk a fat <laughs> Welcome right back for the second half of the Joust. Thank you for joining us again, Jousters. Sorry for the break there. Liam and I just popped down to the Commonwealth Hotel for a quick schooner. Great pub. Great pub. Lovely pub. What were we drinking down there? Uh, Newtowner by Young Henry's. Yeah, really nice beer and a great atmosphere at the pub down there. Fantastic venue. Mm-hmm. Now, Liam, there, a lot's happened, obviously, uh, in the in last week. We had the trial. We had two trials. We had one against Melbourne, but it was, uh, it was the closed-door trial, which I've never been familiar with before this. Uh, it was it was like no one was allowed to watch. Was that the thing? I think it was just for coaching staff only and obviously reserved players to watch. And it was interesting seeing Melbourne and Newcastle play in front of zero fans. I thought, yeah. you know, the, the Roosters boys would have felt at home yeah, for uh, <laughs> given the Roosters' usual home crowd. So I think that would have been a really great way for the Roosters to get comfortable playing with their uh, new teammates, playing in front of no one. Let's go. There's usually uh, people here. Just letting you know, the people will be at the game. Uh, they to reassure the new signings. We do get people to come to the game. This isn't a real one. And they say, this is great. This feels just like uh, ANZ. No. Just like a big day out at Bondi. <laughs> but um, no, it was uh, interesting. I didn't, obviously, I only saw the trials of the, uh, the Melbourne game. But uh, the one against Parramatta... Um, didn't come away with the result we wanted. Um, uh, come away with a result that is often uh, the case with the Newcastle Knights is uh, a bit of a thrashing. But bodes well for the season because you'll recall the last three years, I think we've won all our trials and come last. So Yeah, well, yeah there was that last year. Like This is the, the problem with trials. Anyone that wants to talk badly about the Knights will just say, like, ah, the Knights are going to lose again. But anyone that, like, anyone that, you know, they're, they're, they're so quick to say, like, when we beat Melbourne, they go, it's only a trial. And then I don't know who this person is with a gruff voice, but this is just every... <laughs> Brownie. It's Nathan all, Brown. It's all the naysayers. They'll say, oh, you beat Melbourne, it's only a trial. And then Paramount of and they go, yeah, yeah, the Knights are shit. And so so quick to jump on how shit they think the Knights will be. But I think, personally, that uh, the Knights came out there to play a trial with the new side. And they played a, like a very well, a well-oiled looking machine, uh, to quote Nick Milligan, um, in Parramatta. Parramatta came out uh, with a plan to how to shut down the Knights. And the Knights went out there to, to play their game. That's how I saw it. Did you have any other thoughts, Liam? Absolutely. No, I think you've nailed it on the head. I've, I feel like Parramatta were playing to beat Newcastle, whereas Newcastle were playing to learn how to play with each other, a bit more of a forward-looking uh, mm. game plan. But again, you've got to look at Parramatta remained largely unchanged from last year. Obviously, they've got Gutherson out yeah. uh, with injury and Jared Hayne coming in. But it's still very much a familiar 
uh, familiar team, especially the forward pack, which was their huge strength last year. And now they've added Kane Evans. They went out there with a game plan. And they knew they knew how to play it, and they played it quite well, actually. I thought Parramatta really got a good role on, and the Knights were a bit too happy, I think, to sit back in defence and let Parramatta come to them. With a team like that, you can't do it. But again, I think that comes from a bit of inexperience playing with each other. It's harder to trust your inside and outside men if you haven't played with them closely a lot. Yeah. But we started to see you know, some combinations clicking in. The first try, which was Pierce to Watson to SKD, was a beauty. Mm. So I think those three, and Guerra was running the decoy line. They're obviously showing a bit of spark already that they're going to follow on with throughout the year. Yeah, the hen house. Uh, the hen house. Yeah. yeah, cocks in the hen house, boys. <laughs> and then the Pong at the back, I thought he was he was strong. He was safe under the high ball. But again, like we said, I, you saw him starting to use his wingers a lot, which is good because yeah. it'll you know preserve him. Because again, like we said, he's just tiny, he's a little boy. Uh, yeah. Just a little boy, the Pong. Yes, he is. And it's, um, I, I yeah, Parramatta... Defense really shut down anything we had. They put a lot of pressure on Pierce, a lot of pressure on his kicking game. On the fifth, we knew they knew that Pierce was going to be a kicking option. This is something we'd have to work around. You know, we have to know that like Pierce now, uh, unlike Brock Lamb, which is you know a thirty-game player, no no one really thought any he was any threat. But everyone knows that Mitchell Pierce is a threat to their side, and so the pressure must be put on. And that's what they did. They rushed up quickly in defense. They ran up in twos and threes with an attack and really, you know, I think we, they starved us with the ball in the second half uh, and as soon as they got inside that 20 to 30 meter mark, the players like, you know, Will Smith and um, uh, Corey Norman and Jared Hayne just, just ran rampant. They had they had options both sides. And our favorite dessert, Bevan French. Bevan French, yeah. Get- but then I think that, that shows a bit of a strength of Newcastle in that Parramatta generally had to go around us to score. They didn't score through the middle except for the Mitch Moses try and uh, <laughs> Bevan French's early, so two tries. Two tries the middle yeah. but much better than last year yeah. where there was many many tries in the middle. <laughs> but um yeah i think it, it really showed that the knights are starting to build a good strong middle and once the edge defense gets itself sorted with the centers and wingers playing together learning each other's game it's going to really tighten it up yeah and i i think it showed that we're not going to be beaten through the middle we're going to force teams to go around which teams don't want they want to be able to beat you up through the middle and i don't think we're going to be seeing that from the knights this year fingers crossed we've made a, a few errors as well like key, in key times when we're sort of coming over the halfway but it, that's what happens in, in a new side and again um, it was with, errors of rust there was the odd forward pass um a few little knock-ons there but it, it was all they were all errors that were kind of blowing out the cobwebs you can see once those errors are out of the game the game plan that Brownie's got, I think, is a very good one. Any standouts for you during the trial? Any hats on, hats offs, possibly uh, that you thought maybe a player that you could have could have seen a little bit more of? Uh, look, I think the Safiti boys were quiet. Yeah. Um, not to give them a hats off because it's obviously only well, hats early. Back, hats back on. Hats back on. <laughs> sorry, we will get that right eventually. Uh, obviously, Daniel as well coming back from shoulder surgery, so he's got a bit of work to do to get back to full strength. I think yeah. the, they showed a bit less than they. Uh, did last year, but again, that's putting a fair bit on them because what they showed last year was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Sean Kenny Dow was... I still really like him. I think he's... When we look back in 10 years at the Knights' rebuild, I think his arrival is going to be the one that we like the most because yeah. he was the first one to pull on the jersey. He was the first one to kind of get in and really do the hard work. And he, he's carried that on, I think, in the trial. A lot of good runs out of out of his own half. 
Uh, good support player. Yeah, I think Sean Kenny Dowell was very good, and I think he's going to be great again this season. I do have my worries about SKD. He just sort of reminded me of a walking hamstring injury. He just seems like, I don't know, he's, I don't know whether it just seems like he's. I just, I just, I just see. That's why we. It's good that we have Ken Co. Still on the side. Not that I think he will make the first grade side uh, at the moment, but I think when in when inevitably SKD does his hamstring, we have uh, we have um, Ken Co. There to and come then on top of Ken Co. as well, we've got a couple of really good young center slash wingers who can come into the squad. You've got Dylan Pythian could play on the wing. Corey Dennis. Uh, you know, New South Wales under-20s representative, he'd be great on the wing. I think Nick Meany can play on the wing. He's lightning, they tell me. So, yeah. you know, we've got we've we've now got the depth that yeah. if a, a more experienced player like a Kenny Dow goes down injured, he will be ably replaced. I agree. I agree. I thought I thought Connor Watson might have been a bit quiet, but he, most of his game, you assume that running game will come off the back, like inside the opposition 40, you know, when he's got a chance, when they're already on the retreat, which we never really were in a good position for that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I still, as much as I thought the second half was just is all Parramatta, and that's where they scored all their points. Um, uh, you know, it, it's still very, very early days, and I'm, I'm and I still think Parramatta is also going to be the top four side um, in 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 this in this year. So, without a doubt, absolutely. And to me, that really uh, bolsters my confidence in Brownie because you look at the the re the rebuild that Brad Arthur's done over at Parramatta. Yeah. It's taken him four years. They're a top four side now. They finished in top four last year, mm. but when he took over the club four years ago, they were in absolute shambles. He's done a clean out similar to what uh, our very own Nathan Brown has done. It's taken him four years, but yeah. he's got himself a top four side. So again, I say to the people who were on the Sack Brownie bandwagon earlier, shut up. <laughs> Give just, him time. Just shush. Give him the time. Give him the time. We're getting the, there. With the squad that he's got now, I think. Uh, Liam, Brownie's got his squad now. Liam, do you have the time? It's, um. oh, time for the news, Yes, the news. Uh, it was quite exciting with this, uh, the first news segment, because uh, like every NRL preseason, there's a controversy. Yet all the, seven. All seven controversies, you know. Uh, but this season, there seems to be, you know, touch all the wood in the world, uh, that there has not been anything really newsworthy. However, there's something that resurfaced, because we all knew the Matt Lodge, uh, a player that the Knights were also looking at early uh, when he was looking to come back to the NRL, uh, had some troubles uh, over overseas. And... <laughs> And that's some troubles. <laughs> some troubles. So, um, so yeah, we we thought, you know, what, you know, everyone heard about like what went on, but now some some footage has surfaced. This is a uh, Joust exclusive, even though it has been stolen by other outlets as well. But no, I think we got it. They first. stole it from us. Yeah. I think if we this, we're gonna look it up on our new screen here. Uh, we got uh, a bit of footage from Matt Lodge. So he was at the, he was down at a New York uh, bistro, I think. Uh, Dino's Bar and Grill, I think it was. And he was talking with a waiter, and the waiter he said, "Look, you got to, you know, come come for a bit of a cuddle." Just come, come a bit of a muck around, you know. Yeah. I think it was, he doesn't understand the tipping culture in the US. It's very different over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the way to clearly pushing for a tip and Lodge says, oh, hang on, hang on. Hang on a second. No, 20%? Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Oh, oh man. He's like, look, look, I didn't order that bottle of red, he said. He said, look, I, I thought I had two. I didn't order a third. Uh, and he come out again, bit of the old, you know... He's swinging for the swing. Look, it retreats up the stairs. Well, you know, he chooses to go up those stairs, but he decided to come back down again. So he mustn't have been having that bad of a time. He's but throwing it, more hay than a mudgy farmhand. But this is, you know, then he was just saying to the officers, look, I didn't order that third bottle of red. There it is. Look, you can have it back. <laughs> he just, so he's trying to simply trying to return a product that he didn't use. Yeah, he said, give it this to the waiter. Uh, but then obviously a few of the, uh, you know, New York's finest uh, has come in and just uh, ushered him out of the room. And uh, and um, he said, come here, mate. You know, we'll pop you in a cab. Um, we've all sorted this. 
but no, this is really a travesty. For, like, this this guy will be playing in the NRL this year, and uh, I think uh, there's um, it's the NRL turning a blind blind eye to because he's he signed with the Broncos under you know Papa Wayne. Um, he's is is a you know it's a real travesty for this for this comp that that is uh supposedly acceptable uh acceptable behavior and you know people can argue and say like oh that you know he he did this and he's this was 2015 but it's like he's you know he's just come back to australia and it seems like he's got clean hands again and now naggy to play devil's advocate somewhat yeah the he's been hit with a civil suit yeah which is 1.3 million dollars in uh remuneration to the victims now, if he comes back to Australia, gets a job as a brickie, $42,000 a year, he's never, ever going to pay that off in his life. That's true. If he is put in the NRL, paid $100,000 a year, and the NRL says, we're garnishing your salary because you have to repay these victims because this is your civil responsibility, you have been found guilty of this, then I think there is some room for rehabilitation. You just got to look at Russell Packer. You know, with what happened with Russell before he signed for the Knights, he's now become, I guess, a shining beacon of how rehabilitation can help and how the game can help rehabilitate someone mm. however i still think yes lodge has got off easy it, he's been welcomed back into the game i know not by the fans which is reasonable and makes perfect sense yeah but it seems like he's just been let back in and i know they say up there you know he's been on an alcohol ban he's been doing a lot of counseling work he's been working with troubled teens with alcohol problems and such but i still think he has to Prove first that he is willing to apologise, make amends, fix everything. It's so reactionary, though, it's Liam. It's very reactionary. It's, and like this, the, the problem that I have also is that the Knights wanted to sign him for a mozza, right? Because we, you know, we were looking for this prop. Uh, and I wouldn't have been happy if we did, but we were putting up three times what Brisbane supposedly paid for him. Uh, and then he was like, no, no, I'm going to go to Brisbane for less money, even though he's being sued for over a million dollars. Does that make sense to you, Liam? doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, it doesn't no. Make, no. The whole reason that he's back in the game, I think he, look, he should have spent... The NRL should step in and say, look, no, this was too like this was too much of an incident. Too far. We don't want this connected with our game. You've gone overseas as an ambassador, essentially, because he's playing with the Tigers at this point, and he's gone over there and just you know made an absolute bloody pony of himself. Pony? Is that? A, is that? A, I was trying it's to think. Not a bad thing. No, being a pony. Uh, a dick of himself. Made of a dick of himself. Uh, an absolute pelican of himself. Uh, and uh, he's expected. And to ruined a poor family's life. I've re- yeah, read was... interviews with this poor family, and they're going through hell. The young boy's got tremendous horrible trauma yeah look it wasn't uh, it, it was a nice situation look if it, it was just if it was the assault on its own you'd be like okay but like to throw the wine bottle at the police uh in another country is amazing you didn't get shot um and it was just you know it looked that 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 was the real tipper for me uh that you can't be like you know aggressively throwing things at police officers when it's a wine bottle imagine if the if the cop got hit with the wine bottle show's over i'm sorry like he'd be He'd be... Where's the jail there? I don't know. Any jails in... Alcatraz. Al- he'll be back at... They would reopen Alcatraz. No, I believe New York has a Rikers prison. Rikers? Rikers, yeah. Okay. He'd yeah. be there in Rikers. He'd be there in Rikers. Um, yeah, so it's uh, next to Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> she went in, didn't she? <laughs> I believe so, yes. Um, but no, that's, uh, I just think that something's wrong. Yeah, uh, he and, shouldn't be in the game. And if it was, if the Knights had signed him, I reckon the NRL would say, oh, no, no, no. He needs to be rehabilitated because the Broncos signed him. It's like, yeah, sure, come back. Bloody News Corp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they get the mm. uh, yeah, the the golden the golden goose egg um, laid by Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wish he'd shit out a golden egg when he was here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm. But it's uh, but Liam, uh, I got to say, uh, what's the time? <laughs> 
I was going to wrap it up. I was going to leave it. <laughs> oh, I've got something to say about young new players. Okay, sorry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, I went to look around the time, and I thought you were gazing off. Oh, take with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were doing this. So anyway, I've got, I've got some players to watch. Now, Liam, you said you had some players, uh, players of the night squad uh, that that might be up and coming. Some players to watch. I do, which is funny, given we're a side that's blooded so many rookies over the last two seasons. We still have rookies. Yeah. We still have these young blokes who are very exciting and will likely feature in first grade at some point this year. First one for me is Pasami Solo. Mm. He's a Knights junior, born in Belmont. He's 19 years old, still eligible for jersey flag. Um, he's a prop forward or lock, and he's huge. He's a 190 centimeters, 103 kilos. Uh, he'll be mostly in reserve grade, although he's still eligible for um, for jersey flag. Okay. But don't be surprised to see him uh, slot into first grade in the case of some injuries down the line. He played a bit of Australian schoolboy, so very good pedigree. And similarly, Brody Jones. Now, Brody Jones actually got a run in the Melbourne trial, played very well. And similarly to Solo, he's a Newcastle junior. Um, and he will be playing reserve grade as well. Yeah, but again, look for him to get a run in the second row uh, if injuries hit or around origin time. Uh, who's a player that you think, um, maybe one of the players that you mentioned, but let's say a player that was not that was playing last year that got a lot of game time. Who do you think was going to see less game time than they did last year? In the well, I think the obvious one's Brock Lamb. Mm-hmm. He'll bide a lot of time in reserve grade this year, which I think will be good for him in the long run. Absolutely, it'll be good for him. You know, learning from Pierce, first of all, and then spending some time really fine-tuning some areas of his game. And if he sticks with us and stays in reserve grade for the year, I think, you know, we're going to have a superstar on our hands. Yeah, I agree. I think also uh, Ken Sear is an obvious choice as well. Uh, but I, I think Sam Stone as well. I got, I got probably saw more game time than he deserved last year. Uh, had a bit of a rocks and diamonds uh, sort of a season. Uh, saw some really good glimpses of things, but I think he probably needs a, you know, a season in reserve grade uh, this year to really, you know, Starch him up a bit. Uh, just with the back row that we have currently, I just can't fit him in. Like, I can barely fit Barney in the starting side. There's always that debate, you know. <laughs> like just saying something. That's it. We're finally at a point where we can say, well, who do you drop instead of, Jesus Christ, who do we put in? That's right. That's a good it's place. a wonderful feeling. It's a good place to be. Now, Liam, if you want to uh, catch the rest of the uh, the Joust podcasts, uh, obviously we'll be on Facebook, but you can uh, like our Facebook page. Uh, also, our, we release on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. All the pipes. All the, all the social pipes will be there uh, as well. And also, if you're uh, interested, in one of our delicious Joust mugs. Uh, we've got a competition running at the moment that will be ending up uh, on the Saturday after the Manly game. Uh, so just post your favourite uh, photo of you as a night supporter, whether it be with players at the game, at home, and all, all the kid. I know I like to get dressed up at home and all the kid on, just to get myself just to get back in the mood, uh, just the jersey. Certain parts of the kit stay off, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's something we're going on. And if you want to win yourself a Joust mug and be part of the Joust family. Um, and don't forget, if you like talking about the Nights as much as we do and can't stop ever. Jump onto the Kingdom mm. Knights supporters page. It's the preeminent supporters page for the Knights uh, in the world. Yeah, uh, so we got some dear friends posting on there. Great page, good discussion. It's the in the entire world. It's the greatest. It's the yeah. Anything that, that comes to mind about the Knights, they they love a good discussion over there with some uh, you know friendly banter. I'll put it um, <laughs> or some heated arguments. No, it's all friendly banter. <laughs> Great page over there at the Kingdom. Uh, thank you for joining me, Liam. It's a pleasure to be back in the seat. And yours in your seat also. <laughs> Wonderful to be back. We've swapped seats. Sorry, we're a bit out of out of kilter. Yeah, Liam likes to lean on his. We've got uh, different butt grooves. The grooves are all out, uh, <laughs> but we'll hopefully work them in in this very very epic season that we're about to embark on, and we're very much looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Justice. We'll catch you next week. Excellent shot. 
Sorry, I just lost time. Like, I, I, I didn't know if we'd been going for six minutes. Um, or 60. Or 60. And then I, then I turned around.